I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A Silly Dude production. Lovely listeners, welcome to episode six of They Talk a Good Game, the podcast. I am Harvey, joined by my co-host Lockie. Hello, how are you doing this morning? Um, all right. It's been a very uh, rainy weekend. It's been a rainy weekend. Lots That's of rainy true. footy. Um, but actually saw. A, it didn't feel like we were watching rainy football on the weekend. Like, no, no, quality was high. Everyone was passing the ball around. Like even from the, uh, there was some horrible conditions, but. It's good to see that they're not afraid to just throw the ball around. There weren't even that many errors. Like no, I was expecting feel... a lot more drop ball, a lot more stoppages mm. in play, but they did well. It's no. an exciting round. I mean, our, our teams didn't do too grand. No, if um, actually a very sad week at the podcast. <laughs> if you look at the ladder at the moment and you see uh, 15 and 16, you will see the Manly Seagulls and the West Tigers. But it's all up from here. Exactly. We're just starting slow and we're going it's to build into a grand final appearance for the both of us. Yeah. No, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable watching the journey with us here on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> watching us go from no hopers, rising up through the ranks. Um, yeah, can't wait for it. Um, all opened on Thursday night with Eels v. The Storm. What a game. Yes, what a game. Uh, what a result. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be pleased. That was your bold tip for the week. I'm telling you. I was pretty close with my draw in round one. Yeah. I was didn't quite get there this week. You know, I wasn't even sure if I believed it myself, but I thought, no, I'm going to go for it. Parramatta, Bankwest, they can they can upset the storm. It's the sort of feeling. It was that sort of time. So, you know, just, yeah, and it was, just came to me. Yeah, I mean, it went against my safe bet for the week, my, my basic tip, which mm. was storm to get up and... Yes. It's just one of those games where in years gone by, Cam Smith would have taken the reins and guided them through that final 20 and just got them the win. That's that's it. We talked about it. We said, you know, they, they came out swinging in round one. They looked like a um, like they had all the energy, but consistency, don't know. Maybe there were moments, even Craig Bellamy said in the press conference, maybe there were moments that Cameron Smith would have steered the ship and they didn't have him so yeah and see. I think I think they are missing Harry Grant there as well that's true like Brandon Smith he's, he's a top player we've talked about him a lot on the podcast before um, but I think 
the quality of delivery and direction that Harry Grant gives them mm. is going to take them to another level. So I'm not too worried if I'm if I'm a Storm fan. There's a long season to go. Bellamy's getting them prime for the final series. But well done, Parramatta. Yes, absolutely. Um, what was your basic prediction? No, your bold prediction My last bold week. prediction was the Tigers to oh, get up. <laughs> and that didn't go too I'm well. I'm sorry about that. On behalf of the West Tigers, I'm sorry that your yeah, no, bold prediction couldn't get up. Do better. Um, my well, uh, my basic prediction uh, actually did feature your team um, and it worked out for me as well. Thank, thanks very much, Manly, for, for getting the loss there against Souths. Yeah, we tried. So, you know, just I'm just absolutely picking picking it really well. Picking it really well. Yeah, I don't think I've got a prediction right this season so far. So <laughs> starting off like Manly at the bottom and yeah, we'll see where we end up at the end of the season. Um, everybody- we had a player of the rounds as well. Should we talk about last yes. week? Yes, yes, because we put up the poll. Um, my player of the round was Ryan Pappenhausen. Yours was Daniel Saifidi. We put up the poll on our Instagram. Close, close poll. Very Pappenhausen close. ended up getting away from it. Yeah, he's just got, got, got v, that got celebrity factor, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a, he's a glamour player. Look, whenever I, I feel like when you put a spine player up against a Ford, it's going to be tough for the Ford, especially... Saifidi's still kind of coming into... He's played Origin. He scored a double. Yeah. He's a top quality front rower. I agree. It, the front row game is just underappreciated. Maybe people just realise that Pappenhausen probably was the player of the week. Yeah, also. maybe. Maybe it was an honest <laughs> reflection. <laughs> Look, we don't have to go in and bat for our players. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but did we get any suggestions for players that we didn't mention? Yes, we did. Yes, yes we did. James Tedesco polled a couple of votes. Oh, nice. So that's, nice. that's yeah, good that to see. Expected, I suppose. And so what we've um, decided is that these these suggestions, not just, you know, it's it's for a bit of fun, but it's also quite serious. Going to be... It's also, it is also quite serious. <laughs> quite serious. It's going to be all going towards our eventual end of season player of the year at the Tag Awards. Yeah, so they're going to be building points each week. I think the... Uh, player that gets the most votes between the ones that we pick is going to get five points. Mm. Uh, Runner-up's going to get three. And then the top suggested player from the Instagram story is also going to get three points as yep. well. So the ladder currently sits Pappenhausen at the top on five. Saifidi and Tedesco equal second place on three. Uh, so it's looking, it's really, you know, it's exciting to see this table take place. A couple of big records on the weekend broken. Brett Morris, uh Got his first player ever in NRL rugby league, Australian rugby league history, yeah. to start the year with two back-to-back hat tricks. That's insane. I mean, he's, he's playing for a quality side, but yeah, what on, is he? Thirty-five now, thirty-six. He's on the back of a really good backline, so yeah, yeah, a, double hat tricks. I don't know how he keeps running so fast. Like no one can do that. No, and they're not like easy gimme tries where it's a clear overlap and he just needs to catch and put the ball down. He's doing no. a lot of hard work to oh. get there. Luke Keery, the one, the flick pass pass to, oh, to Brett Morris run down the wing. He's just Keery's not even looking at him. No, it's just the Morris boys are always where you need them to be. They, they always they've got have superpowers. Been. They've got superpowers. The other record I want to talk about was Panthers yes. holding teams another to clean nil sheet. two weeks to start the season. That's another record, never been done in NRL history. So, are they the real deal? Are they just starting too hard and fast? I think I think they've taken a lot from last year's season together and making the grand final and they've sort of they know that the premiership's going to be won on defense mm. Cleary's clearly got a focus on it yeah they lost a few experienced heads in Tarmow and Mansour but it doesn't really seem to have knocked their confidence when they're defending their line at all yeah but offense is also the best defense for them as well they've got such good offense they've just always got the ball that's true that's true they're very and clinical 
Yeah. And then on a negative note, I couldn't help the other night but feel so sorry for Kevin Walters watching his press conference after the Broncos v Titans game. Yeah. He's the nicest man in rugby league and I don't think he should... I This isn't a criticism to Kevy. I just don't think he should be an NRL coach. He's too nice. That's true. I you was wondering... angry. He's yeah. Not, <laughs> I was watching that game and they were down going into the halftime break and I was thinking, he's what's he going to say to them to rev the boys up? It's a long yeah. season in NRL, you know? It's not like Origin, you've got three matches, you can just give them a blast and fire up the backside and they'll go and charge for the second half. These are young blokes who are starting their careers and I don't know what he's going to do because the tactics, you know, maybe they're there but they've still got a bit of time to develop in systems that he wants to play. Mm. They're young blokes who took a lot of beating last year and, you know, their resilience is pretty shot. Do you go in with kind words and a pat on the back when they play poorly? Because that's not going to get them the win next week. No. He's it, got his work cut out for he's him. He's got his work cut out for him. Let's talk about um, fantasy. Yes, before we do move mm. on, uh, some really strong performances again in the fantasy table and the tipping comp as well. So our top scorer, I'm sorry if I get this pronunciation wrong, but this week was Porirua Porhudas. I'm glad you decided to take it on. <laughs> and the coach just by BS. There's BS. no there's no name. Yeah, BS. Don't ever think more than that, but scoring a thousand and five points. Yeah. Yeah, thousand and five um, points. Uh, which just clipping the Nos Vaders, who was our team of the week last week, still at the top of the ladder on a thousand and one. But we're talking about the the Porirua Porhudas this week. It's all about Team of the week. Yes, so you've got to do well that round to get a little shout out and well done. BS. Mm. What about the tipping? Uh, the tipping. Well, I mean, I just quickly want to just quickly before we talk about tipping, I just want to quickly mention some of the players that Pori Rua has got in his team. Oh, the Pori. No, that's not the name of the person. <laughs> Pori Rua. The <laughs> Pori Rua. Poor who does. Uh, got, it's, it's, it's actually really interesting. They don't really have. It's, it's not. It doesn't look like a star-studded rugby league team. It's really a fantasy team, you know. Somebody knows their stuff. Nathan Cleary, captain, you know, but he's play, pretty good at players like Tessie New in the backline. Players like uh, Tohu Harris. I mean, you know, great player, but players like Jordan Ricky from the Broncos. Dave Vafita, obviously a superstar. Classic, yeah. But you know, you know, it's cool to see that there's different strategies of of fantasy. It's not all about what's happening on the field. It's about who's going to poll, who's going to get good scores. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the tipping. We got joint leaders this week in the TV. No, we don't. No, we don't. I, no, don't, I, I didn't read that. No, we do. Do we? Yeah, we do. Well, I've got, got Tigers Prem 2021 by Francis Ike getting oh, yeah, seven out of yeah, eight. Team of the week, sorry. That, yeah, they were the tip, tipper of the week. Well done, ta- I was, Francis. I was talking about the overall ladder. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't know. It feels like we should, I feel like dipping you talk about the overall ladder. <laughs> I thought we were going to do each week, though. Yeah, true. Well, let's do... Same okay. as fantasy. Well right? done, Tigers Prem. Well, we'll just give a quick shout out to who's leading. Go on. Uh, I lost Latrell, coached by Jackson, who was there last week, but now joined by Dingleberry with Luke Go. So well done. Well done, Dingleberry. Yeah. But Mr. no, well done Go. to Tigers Prem as well on seven. Yeah, I think tough, they, they were the only week. one to get seven out of eight. Yeah. Nobody nobody got full marks. <laughs> we're still pretty low down the ladder. So Yeah, it's not <laughs> been a great two. season to start with. No, our teams aren't going well. No. Our tipping's not going well. I'm doing shocking in the fantasy. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's not going amazingly. Yeah. But with, with the tipping, it's... So tough when Manly have a poor season because that's one tip gone. Because I can't tip against them. That's right. Can that's you tip the against same. the Tigers? No. So no matter what, it would be impossible for either of us to have a perfect week so far. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to have a win before. I can't tip against them. I literally go into every match thinking they're going to win this. Yeah. I, I just I, I wouldn't can, enjoy I the game if, yeah. if I was 
had some inkling of my brain being like, I hope they lose. It's time for everybody's favourite segment. It's the bold, the basic, and the brilliant. Woohoo! Brilliant players of the round. Yes. So we're just going to get straight into it. Player of the round. Let's let's do it. Let's yeah. Let's reveal him. Same Three, time. Two, one. Brett David Morris. David Fafita. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, fair enough. <laughs> I think Look, fair enough to both of us. Yeah. Brett Morris getting another hat trick. He looks as good as ever. I just can't pass him up for another week. He, he mm. deserves to be in the conversation for player of the round. And mm. yeah, he looks great. Could have given it to a lot of Roosters players. That's I'm, true. I'm happy to admit that. Yeah, they, yeah. They really Teddy was good again. Ass. Kiri was I excellent. Went for as Teddy as, I almost went for Teddy as player of the round, but <laughs> it's hard for me to. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, no, for sure. Dave Fafita was my pick up against his old side, the Broncos. Yeah, got a double, didn't he? Got a double. Looked dangerous every time he touched the ball. It was just he was just raring to go. Yeah, I was very glad when he crossed the line twice. He was my fantasy captain. Oh, so yes. Even more reason to cheer him on. Yes, very good. Still not in my fantasy team. Maybe it's time, but his yeah. price is only going to go up. Ah. <laughs> 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 I'm going to give a quick shout out to who my second choice was. Yes. Even though they're not they're not being considered for voting, but I feel like this guy deserves a mention for the way DCE. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I'm going to go for another club captain, Clint Gutherson. Yes. Um, nice. He, he, against Melbourne, I think honestly you can put a lot of the reason why Para got up. Down to apart from Mike Acevo's phenomenal play in the air, catching yeah. catching footies everywhere. Clint Gutherson saved two tries single handedly. Try he was everywhere. He was always in and about the footy in attack, but defensively, like oh, the way he got his body in front of a sofa Solomona and then batted the ball out of Cameron Munster's hand. They're just big effort plays. Huge effort plays. He never dies on the you know, dies on the field. He's always he always believes that he can do something. To change the course of the game. That's and right. he's probably not the most naturally gifted player athletically or sort of ball skills wise. And I'm not, no. you know, trying to peg him down a notch, but <laughs> he, is, he is in that elite level of player. His leadership's come on leaps and bounds, but it's just in his effort that really makes a difference. And if you've got a team full of Clint Gutherson's, you know, you're not going to be too far away mm. from a premiership. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Let's. Talk about our basic and our bold predictions. Yeah, so pretty this tough this week. week. I don't think it there's many clear-cut... Um, Every game is very close. Yeah, I mean, we've got the Panthers and the Storm to look forward to, oh, and they're, they're usually shoe-ins for a win. Uh, Roosters, Rabbitohs. Oh, that's big. That's always a close game, no matter where the teams sit on the ladder. Yeah, very exciting Thursday, Friday night with yeah the Manly game on just beforehand. The mm. warm-up for the big one, I suppose. Yeah, Cowboys-Titans <laughs> is an interesting one. It's kind of like... Are the Titans going to get up against the two big Queensland teams in two consecutive rounds and, and stake their claim for the big brother mantelpiece of Queensland? I'd love to see it. I, would I think, love to I think it. it's going to happen. What's your basic sure thing? It is the Titans to beat the Cowboys. Oh, that's your sure thing. That's my sure thing. Wow. Yeah, tough wow. to go with anything. Without Tamalolo, he's out with a, a broken hand or whatever See, it is. I, when Tamalolo got ruled out, I actually thought that might help the Cowboys. You know why? Because the whole narrative with Peyton has been, how is he going to use Tamalolo? How many minutes is he going to give him? I thought Tamalolo being out would just free up Peyton. It's a thing that he doesn't have to think about. It's a question he's not going to be asked in the press conference. Didn't work out. 
Yeah, they just struggled against the Dragons, though. In North Queensland. And I think the Titans are better than the Dragons, and one plus one equals two, so... (laughs) (laughs) Does it? Yeah, Uh, yeah, no, cool, all right. What about you? You've got a basic prediction for the week? Yes, I do. My basic prediction is, once again, they did well for me last week with my bold. This week, I'm backing them in for my basic. Eels at Bankwest once again, this week playing the Sharks. The only concern for me is the fact that Eels get really... A bit like the Tigers, but much in a much better version. Get really up for the big games and yeah. can maybe fall away in the easy. I'm doing I'm doing um quote marks, marks as I say this yeah. <laughs> in the you know what should be an easier game. Yeah. They can sort of, especially like people like Mitch Moses, <laughs> can sort of fall away a little bit, not have the stakes as high. But if Gutherson's showing the effort, like they're also a form team, so coming off a win, yeah. you expect another win. It's that sort of thing. No, that's a, that's a good pick, I reckon. Mm. However. My bold prediction yes. is the Sharks to beat the Eels. Oh, here we go. <laughs> another another week where our bold and basic line up against each it's other. It's the BBB Cup. And I <laughs> thought, I, I watching the game yesterday, uh, on, on Sunday uh, with the Sharks, they lost to the Raiders, but they scored enough, well, they scored enough tries to win. The yes. kicking from Chad Townsend was hmm. pretty horrific um, and yeah. really cost them the game. Yeah. They put in a strong showing up against a really strong Raiders side, mm. and I think they'll take a lot of confidence from that. I think they're kind of a smoky team this year. Without mm. Sean Johnson, I think they are capable of some upsets. And as you said, Eels coming off a big win against the Storm. Maybe there's going to be a bit of complacency coming into the side. I reckon it will be a tough battle out there. And mm. yeah, I've got the Sharks as my bold prediction to get up. Cool. Uh, my bold um, is actually not based on the outcome of a match. It's just something that I think, well, it's just, a, it's a bold prediction. It's not even what I think is going to happen, but Hit I'm me. putting it out there. Yeah. If it happens, my God, I'll be celebrating. Brett Morris. Yes. <laughs> Two hat tricks in a row. A third hat trick. Why not three? Why not make it three? What? Why not make it three? Up against the Rabbitohs. Why not make it three? That's what <laughs> okay, I say. Okay. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> Why not make it three? And that's not even me saying I think the Roosters will win. I just think these two teams, like, I don't know. There could be points on the board. There's no signs that Rabbit, uh, Roosters are going to slow down their point score. Roosters might only score three tries the whole match, but why Why not Brett Morris to be on the end of all of them? It's a good point. It's a very bold prediction, but, yeah. I mean, it's almost the most certain thing that's happened this year. <laughs> you know, it's happened in it's two games It's actually a pretty before. basic prediction. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's pretty exciting. Very exciting. Can't wait to see what happens. You know who was impressive on the weekend, Harvey? Reed Marnie, hooker for the Parramatta Eels. He was very good. I think the Queensland number 14 jersey is currently vacant. Um, you know, they sort of had Moses and Bai there in recent years. Michael Morgan sort of been there a bit. Well, Moses and Bai's practicing as your starting 14. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's becoming a regular 14. So. Yeah, so maybe he's just priming himself for that origin spot. Uh, I think if I'm uh, Paul Green, yeah. I think maybe it's time to blood this young kid. Get him, you know, Harry Grant, uh, you'd think, has the nine jersey, but Reed Marnie, he's a solid 14. He can come in on hooker, lock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to see him there. He's a player that I think should be making his origin debut this year. That's exciting. It's a big call. Yeah. Thinking about that, have you got any other players that you reckon could make their debut this year? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, for Such the Blues. as? Well, you know who's a player, I think, the Blues last year, Brad Fittler. Yes. He, the last few years, has made a habit of picking non-centres in the centre positions. He does do that. Yeah. But that's just his idea of getting the best players on the paddock. 
No, I don't know. I think you've got to play people in the position that they're in, in they, that they like. Yep. And I think last year it proved to be a bit of a disaster. Gutho and Whiten, if they're going to be in the team, they were the centres last year. Was it? Oh, yeah, Tommy was injured. Tommy was injured. Luttrell was out yeah. of favour. Um, player that I think could be in there this year is Stephen Crichton. Yeah, yeah. It's a big shout, but it'll be interesting to see how involved he gets in that Penrith attack. I mean, mm. he's clearly got the talent, but I think he really needs to showcase himself because I think there are some Gutho and Wyden. They'll be hard to knock out of the team. Yeah, I just, you know, feel he's got to, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I think there's so much criticism last year of those guys being out of position. Like, if they're going to be there, put them on, in the halves or at 14. Yeah, but that's the thing is just, you've got to put your best 17 in that origin squad, I reckon. that That's my philosophy anyway. Oh, well, you and Brad Fittler <laughs> go off into the yeah, sunset well, together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. I, I'm looking forward to the sunset walk with Brad. Any players um, that you're thinking that could be making their origin debut this year? Yes, absolutely. In perhaps the 14 jersey for the Blues. Ah. Because I'm not sure that he'll break into the spine. Mm-hmm. Pappenhausen. Ah, uh, yes. Got to be, right? I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad. Another shout out for Paps. Yeah. Six uh, from six. Six from six. <laughs> Make it six from six. Um, Got to be. Teddy is an exceptional fullback. Mm. And I just think, yeah. yeah, he's vice captain of the Blues as well. He's an incumbent. He yeah, hasn't look, done Teddy's not going to be not going to be pushed out of the Blues team. So, But Pappenhausen has to be in there. He, he, I think he has to make the squad. And I think 14 is the perfect spot for him if he's not starting fullback because he's the most electric player to come on and make the most of some tired forwards. He can play Mm. in the middle. He's a good ball player. Like He can play in that sort of floating halves role if he needs to. He's good with ball in hand. And I don't know if there's anybody more exciting that I would want as a Blues fan on the bench just looking at, I don't know, Dylan Narp or whoever they've got in their front row. Sucking in the big ones mm. and excited for Pappenhausen to get out there. Same. I'm 100% with you. Is there anyone else that you've got? Because you've pretty much named all the people that oh, really? we've, we've named all everyone that I'm ready to see. <laughs> yeah, I reckon, okay, I've got one but perhaps slightly controversial, but maybe not. Damien Cook has... <laughs> been... <laughs> I thought you were about to say Damien Cook. I was like, Harvey, he's, he's, made, played a couple he's of... made his debut. He has, and I still think he's in that top category of hookers. This is controversial. But I'm thinking maybe Coruscant gets the nod this year. Wow! I think with the if the, you know Cleary's going to be in the halves somewhere, mm. if they want that connection. I think you know if they're going to bring in Stephen Crichton as well. Oh yeah! I still think Cook's you know top quality, and I think he's probably the favourite for it. You'd have to say, but you know we're looking at people to make debuts this year. I think there are a lot mm. of young players who you know we could give shout outs to that will probably play Origin over the next few years, but to be origin ready, I think Coruscant is there. Yeah, wow. And I don't think he'd disappoint in a Blues jersey. If we're talking on form, maybe. Cook seems to be a little bit, he's lost that that electricity, that will to run. Yeah, I think it's still there. I think it's with Bennett and the Rabbitohs, they're just playing a different style of footy to what he's played in the past. Mm. And maybe he feels a little bit restricted or he's still getting used to it. I'm not sure. Because he was good last year, but... Mm. You know, it's still early in the season, but I wanted to give Coruscant a shout-out. Yeah, cool. And another one that is probably more hope than anything else because he's coming off a big injury, so he's going to have to get out there pretty quick. And 
there's probably going to have to be a couple of unlucky injuries to players ahead of him. But Victor Radley. Oh, yes. He is he built is, for Origin. He's not made. He's not played Origin before. No. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think, I don't think so either, actually. But it's just, it's just surprising, you know. He's such like a... He's become a bit of a household name in rugby league. Um, yeah, absolutely. And he can play a couple of positions. I think with the changes to the rules this year, there's lots of people been talking about it. It's a lot fast-paced, fast-paced game. You know, mm. players are getting tired quicker. That sort of small roaming lock forward is more sort of popular nowadays. Just get him and Cameron Murray just rotating off the bench, back and forward, back and forward. How good? Trebojevic becomes a front rower. Just get Murray and Radley taken on that lock roll. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. I'm all for it. Lockie, I take it you saw the Sharks-Raiders game mm. and we mentioned that the Sharks played pretty well and yep. they scored... Enough tries to win the match, but it came down to Chad Townsend missing a couple of crucial conversions and a penalty goal at the end. Yeah. His kicking game was just no all off. This is a regular thing for the Sharks. This happened last year or two years ago. Yeah. Like three games in a row they scored more tries than the other team but lost because of goal kicking. It's it's a tough sport in that in that sense. And yeah. I think kicking is slightly sort of undervalued or underrated as a skill maybe by mm. coaches. Oh, in the NFL it's a whole it's you get it's your whole life is you're just a kicker. You're just a kicker and that doesn't quite exist in no. the NRL. But what if it did? But what if it did? What if there was a competition, say a five V five competition mm. where it was just goal kickers? A penalty shootout of sorts. A penalty shootout of sorts. Where one person kicks from right in front. Yep. One person kicks from the sideline. One person kicks from halfway. Yep. Someone has to hit the crossbar. Crossbar challenge. And someone has to kick a field goal. Field goal. What would that look like? Let's see. Let's see. (laughs) Let's put a draft together. Oh, yeah. I love a draft. It's time for a draft. (laughs) How exciting. Here we go. Okay, so we're going to go through each of those positions, starting Mm. with right out in front. Yes. And how are we going to decide who goes first? Well, I'm thinking that what we do each week, based on the teams that we support, you being a Manly fan, me being a Tigers fan, yep. whoever's team did better on the weekend. Okay. Um, so this week, both our teams lost. <laughs> yep. But Manly lost by less. So I guess you guys did better. So I got to take it away then. You can start us off. But we'll, we'll, we'll alternate, right? We'll alternate, we'll, alternate. we'll alternate through the positions, but I get the all-important first pick. Yeah, for in front. For, from right we're, out we're in front. someone to kick right in front. 10 metres, 20 metres, wherever they want, but right in front. Well, I've just got to take who I reckon is the best goal kicker in the game because I can't have to steal you. him off to make sure yeah, I don't so get him. Yeah, to make sure you don't get him. And so Nathan Cleary <laughs> is going to be slotting a goal from right out in front to get me on the scoreboard. Such a waste of Nathan Cleary. He's Cleary's not going to miss. Ability. Who are Damn you it. Who I thought I had this alternating thing worked out. I was going to pick him for my sideline. It's going to be perfect. But I've taken him now. So I know it sucks. Yeah. Shame to be you. In front... In front. I don't think I'm going to play that dirty strategy that you're playing. I think what, I'm, of taking the best goal kicker with my first pick? You know who I'm going to pick for my um, to kick from right in front? Tell me. Sia Sua Takiyaho. <laughs> yeah, he's, because he's a good goal kicker. He's, he's, look, he's a non-ego player. He's got no, you know, some players feel like when you're getting right in front, it's because you're getting in your own head. Yeah. He's not going to get in his own head. He's going to slot him over. He's solid. Yeah, no, I, I reckon he will, but I, I would say Cleary has a higher chance of success, albeit a small margin from right out in front. Takiyaho. All right, so now I get first pick, you for, get first pick. from the sideline. Yeah. Cool. I've worked this well in my favour here, I think. I'm actually going to go for... 
Um, Adam Reynolds yeah, in the fair. South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think he's probably... I, I think him and Cleary are the yeah, top two kickers in the game. That's probably the top two. So, yeah, I think he'd be the next best. I'm happy I've got him. Keep him for the sideline from me. Nice. nice. You, sideline. Sideline, I'm going to go with an experienced head. He's been goal kicking for a long time. Might be injured at the moment, but that doesn't count in the real world of draft, goal kicking, penalty shootouts. Jared Croker. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you have doubt in your voice. I do have a bit of doubt in my voice, actually, to be honest. Um, He's a consistent goal kicker for many years. He's nailed a lot from the sideline. Yeah. You know, you want someone with experience to yeah. take that pressure kick on. That's true. And he's the, my man. The experience is definitely, yeah, definitely a factor. That's, yeah. So I get another you pick get now. You get first pick 50, for 50 metres out. That's a tough one. It's, yeah. a, it's a big, big old distance. It's a big old distance. You want someone with a big boot. Big boot. I reckon I'm going to go with young legs this time. Okay. Someone with a bit bit taller. He's got big lever on him. Can send it the full distance. Yeah. Zach Lomax. Zach Lomax. Yeah, okay. Okay. I reckon he's definitely sure. got the... Got, that within his range. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, oh gosh. I don't know. It's I feel like I've got to it's gotta be for me, fifty meters out, it's like it's a clutch play. It's clutch. I'm think I'm actually thinking about the actual scenario of a game. The only time a player would have to take a fifty meter kick out is when it's a penalty goal. Yeah. End of the match, yep. either to level it or to win. Mm-hmm. Like it's an all or nothing. Pressure's on. All or nothing. All or nothing. The two there's three players that I'm tossing up between for this right now as my clutch. Latrell Mitchell's one of them. Yep. Mitch Moses is one of them. Oh. And Benji Marshall's one of them. Wow. Do you reckon Benji can kick at fifty nowadays? Uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm thinking about Benji from twenty six, twenty seven, prime age. Yeah, okay, Benji's out. Moses and Latrell. Moses is out. <laughs> I'm going with Latrell. Latrell from 50 out. I'm going with Latrell Mitchell. He's clutch. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's, he's clutch. He definitely won't shy away from the challenge there. He's got, he's got a big boot. Like, yep. Yeah, I've got yeah, Latrell. So now I get first pick for crossbar. You do. Crossbar. Precision. Precision. We've already got Cleary. We already know Cleary's the best in the biz for crossbars. He's he's wasted taking the shot right in front for your team. I just wanted the guaranteed goal. <laughs> Such a waste. Takiaho might miss from there. Precision, 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 precision. I'm going to take... Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, it's going to be... Is it going to be Kalen Ponga? Is it going to be Kalen Ponga? You're really getting an insight to Lockie's thought process here. <laughs> it's hard for me to even describe like how I'm thinking about this. <laughs> well, precision, no, and Kalen Ponga are the, the three things you've said over the last thirty seconds. <laughs> I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for. Um, I'm gonna go for Kalen Ponga. He's gonna do it. Yeah. Locked in. Yeah, I feel like I said that so defeated. I'm you excited did. about it. You did. I'm going to go for Kalen Ponga. Okay. I'm going to go for it. Okay. Yeah, good choice, good choice. And now your crossbar. Yes, tricky one. I think you can either go for someone that's a technically a good kicker and yeah. is just going to sort of do the formula in his head of how hard he needs to kick it and what the wind's doing and... 
what spin he needs to put on the ball, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Or I could go for a player that seems to, whatever he puts his hand to, he just turns to gold. Interesting. Pappenhausen. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be big Pappenhausen. He can hit a crossbar. He he just he won't even think about it. He could probably do it blindfolded. I'm gonna be honest. I was save. I was trying to save Pappenhausen to be my field goal taker. It's a shame. I've stolen him from you. That is rough. Yeah. So get thinking about who you want to be your rough. your drop goal oh. taker. Ryan Pappenhausen. He makes his way into every segment. Of that course. We do. Of course. Dahlia medalist this year, I reckon. If not the tag medalist. The tag medalist. Um, he's got to be a front runner to begin with. Well, he's already on the top of the table. Okay, field goal. Field you goal. go first now. Yes. So this is this is another tough one. Mm. Um, I'm thinking of somebody who is a very strong kicking game, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and has recently taken charge of a, of a team. And I reckon it will be their go-to man if it comes down to it. Needing a drop goal to win the game. Carl Flanagan. Oh. I reckon he can do it. I think he's, you know, he was shoved to one okay. side for, by, by the Roosters, and I think he's got a point to prove. I'd certainly think he's an NRL grade half. Mm. Um, and he's, you know, he's going to learn a lot this year leading the Bulldogs round, and I think he can slot a field goal to win him the game. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, for me, field goal, I think a lot of it comes down to experience for me as well in that area. Um, and so for me, well, you've already named your team, so I can kind of talk about who I'm tossing up between yes, here. You can. It's out of Cherry Evans and Cameron Munster. So it's okay. out of for me yep. for the field goal. Um, oh, Cherry Evans, he's not going to miss, is he? Uh, Munster, I like Munster. <laughs> you really don't get much insight into what I'm thinking. <laughs> I just sort of say their name, and then I, and then I sort of, <laughs> then I go, oh. you um, say it out loud, and then sort of think about how that feels yeah. more than any sort of cognitive process. I'm going to go for on. Cameron Munster, actually. Okay, that's what I'm going to actually. Say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually. It was a fifty-fifty. If I had to say which one you were going to go for, <laughs> I'm going to go for Munster. But Munster, Phil girl, yeah, nice. Okay, I we, think Pappenhausen would. Take it ahead of him in the storm side, but I've already nabbed him from me. So. I know. I don't Sorry. mind it. Um, let's let's pick a coach. Of course, we need to pick a coach. Yeah. Kicking coach, kicking NRL penalty shootout coaches. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna go anybody, anywhere, Anyone, anytime, anybody, any anywhere, space. anytime. But I'm first, aren't I? Okay, because you just did. You just got the field goal. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Give me more time to think about. Okay, well, unless I nabbed the one person you were thinking of. Yeah, I, I can think of more than one person. I thought last time I went for I went for Cameron Smith in a sprinting competition. You went for Cameron Smith? I don't think that was the right choice I, upon reflection. No, it um, wasn't. No. Uh, I'm yet to win a draft. I've had a loss and a tie, so I'm looking for a win. Um, I need someone who can who can really kick a ball. I thought <laughs> I've... <laughs> I've thought I, I I tossed up Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. I was thinking footballers. I think more of a they're more of a round ball. Like I need someone who understands the, the rugby the rugby okay the rugby ball. Maybe maybe not the rugby league ball though. Ooh, maybe ooh. it's the rugby union ball. And for me, the two players that I'm thinking of in that sphere are Dan Carter and Johnny Wilkinson. Oh, of course, it's got to be Johnny Wilkinson, surely. Well, He's the best goal kicker of all time. That's the thing because I'm just, I'm thinking back to 2003. I'm thinking Johnny Wilkinson field goal. I'm thinking someone who can. Nab a field goal when the pressure's on. He can get a, a conversion when the pressure's on. 
It's Johnny Wilkinson. Damn you. It genuinely was my one guy that I wanted out of anybody in the world. I've got Johnny Wilkinson as my coach. I mean, he's elite. He is elite. And I think there's not a a rugby team, league or union that wouldn't gain from his expertise. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It it feels nice that you took Pappenhausen from me and I get to take Johnny Wilkinson from you. Mm. Feels very nice. Mm. Feels very, very nice. Who are you thinking? See, that's, that's such a serious pick as well. It's not, I I'm feel not like even, I I'm, need to go for someone like Jonathan Thurston <laughs> or something to, you know, because he actually is going to help the lads. Mm, I'm sorry that I've made it serious, but yeah, I want to win. God. I need a win. No, I'm not well, mucking I'm, around I'm going to go for... Hmm. <laughs> Talk us through your thoughts. <laughs> Do you know what I'm, I'm thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> Where's your head gone? Like, I don't know if I can justify it, though. Is it rugby no league reason. or is it no, somewhere else? No, okay. no, it's, it's Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 oh, you and the, the reason the reason why he's in my head is because <laughs> when we were talking about coaches, we weren't any, any time, any space, or that's what I said or whatever. <laughs> so and so I've been thinking of Doctor Who. <laughs> But I can't waste time and space. <laughs> yeah. You've decided I have to go for Doctor Who. Well, no, I haven't settled on that yet. That's just who's most prominent in my mind after Johnny Wilkinson. Just <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Wilkinson. And then it goes Doctor Who. Um, I feel like you've teased okay. him. Yeah, got to go for him. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. It's a silly choice, you know, and you're so serious. I've gone Johnny. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the sports person. Okay. Who knows what pressure feels like. Knows how to perform, and is somebody that's mastered the kickflip. The kickflip. Tony Hawk. <laughs> a different kind of kick. A different kind of kick, <laughs> but it's all transferable skills. He might be in his fifties now, but he's still shredding up the half pipe, and oh. you know he's got an experienced head on him. <laughs> Get the boys excited to have a kick. <laughs> <laughs> These drafts are worth it just to see your people's <laughs> You've so far gone for Barack Obama to coach a nines team. Yeah. Stephen Hawking to coach a sprint team. Yeah. <laughs> and now Tony Hawk to be a goal kicking coach. Yeah. With the assistant coach of, of Doctor Who. Oh, <laughs> we're allowed assistants? I, I brought him, him in as an assistant because he can be at any time in any space any in any world. <laughs> so he'll just be there. Space. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm not, I don't need an assistant. Johnny's got the whole thing covered. Okay. You could have Dan Carter as your assistant, and if you just want the two goats. Nah. Fine. No, nah, I don't want it. Okay. Barack well. Obama is my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> just to give him a rev up before Johnny teaches him how to kick. Yeah, fair, fair, Just to fair. give him a rev. Okay. <laughs> got- well, it's, it's up to the fans now. It's up to the fans now. One thing we love on this podcast and we love a lot of things but if there's one thing we love it's fan suggestions nothing we love more than connecting with our fans absolutely love it on social media uh we got a message a couple weeks ago actually from one mr tim ball uh his handle is bally dot dot he's a manly fan oh good yes and he suggested to us the same way that we have been well in our first episode we made a rugby league uh, a rugby union team made up of rugby league players. Yep. And uh, he seemed to like that. And so what he suggested is that we do the same thing, but for cricket. Nice. A bit of a different beast because yeah. rugby union has much more transferable skills. We've got to think about what players, based on what we've seen them do in rugby league, could swing a bat, could yep. bowl a ball, 
could catch a ball. <laughs> they don't do a lot of that. They <laughs> field a ball. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's a lot going for it. Um, and let's I, do it. Are we just going to jump right in? I think we've been brainstorming a little bit, but yeah. it's going to be a bit of a work in progress. Yeah, do we'll we just want to start with openers and work our way through an 11? Or yeah. where do you want to start? We'll start with, let's, let's start with openers. Okay. Does anyone come to mind for you? One, one that jumps out, because I think, I think you need... A combination of players in in your you need a good combination to open yes, up the batting. Yes, you do. Yes, right? that's true. I so I, I've got, I'm going to put two names out there. Go and, and see how you how let's, you react. Let's hear them. First one, Damian Cook. Reasoning, yeah, quick between the wicket. Yes, He's, the quick single is always on if Damian Cook's at the other end. Right. Yes. Yep. Who's the other one? The other one, big power hitter, but got great coordination, nice soft hands. Mm. Junior Paulo. Okay, why is that the combination? What combo do well, they have? I, I just think he's the power hitter. Oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to pick two players that were from the same club. Oh, no. That's, but, yeah. Oh, no, but that's, I'm sorry I set you up like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, is it going to be Cody no, Walker? No, I'm thinking is it purely be... in cricketing terms, yeah. they would work well together. Yeah, cool. Well, you know what actually is very funny? Because I was thinking about openers as well. Yeah. And I had two in my head. And I was thinking about the combination as well, but I thought Damien Cook was one of mine as well. Okay, well, he's a lock-in then. Quick, Yeah, he's in. He's he's opening. He's number one. He's, um, he's quick between the wickets was exactly where my head went. Yeah, I great. actually thought he might be the aggressive one because he'd just okay. be nipping it yeah, around. Yeah. And the player that I... He's a bit Dave uh, uh, Warner-esque, is he? He's a bit Dave Warner-esque. Yeah. The player that I thought might partner him and be actually the settler. Yep. Jake Trevojevic. <laughs> Jakey, yes, Jakey. I like that. I can see him. I had Jakey down somewhere in the middle order. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, experience Well, Jakey Ted, could be a three or four. He could he be could. one of those leaders. Absolutely. I think he's very settled. Yeah. He's, he's a good team player. He adapts to the game situation no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And so I reckon he could come in early if one of our openers was out for a duck, but he'd equally be happy sitting in the trenches while the openers went on to get a century each. My biggest question about the Cook and Junior Paulo combo, Yeah, will Junior Paulo be able to keep up in the running between the wickets? He's pretty quick. Cook, you'll hit a three and they won't be able to get back in time. Well, here's an alternate if you want to go with the power hitter, but someone that's a bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Papali. Big yes. man, big levers, now, see, very I like, quick. I quite like that. Very quick. In fact, he's the quickest man in the world. He's, he's the quickest. <laughs> I I kind of want to go Cook and Papali. Cook and Papali? Yeah. I think. I'm happy with it. I'm happy Openers. with it. Cook and Papali. <laughs> I love this already. Well done, Tim Ball. <laughs> so does that mean that, are we happy with Trebojevic somewhere in the 3-4? In the Did he have any other middle orders that you I actually thought? am struggling to think of threes and fours. Okay. Like, Jakey... I'd have him in there. Let's put him in there because Can you think I, of another middle order three or four person that you've, you've thought of? Because um, I, I kind of think about club captains and I think about like yep. halfbacks to take on like a Steve Smith-esque role. Yeah. Um, and so my head goes to players like Nathan Cleary. But we, you know, we brought him up a lot in tennis and stuff. So I don't know. I, wanted, I don't want to go for those mm. obvious players. I mean, Pappenhausen could do it, but... <laughs> He might have to miss this one out. I yeah. Let's I'm not. Keep... I'm not sure he's he's a cricketer. Nah, he hasn't got the hair that... for it. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. They wouldn't allow that at the SCG members. That's true. That's yeah. true. So who would? Although has got the same. <laughs> who cares? Let's let's leave Pappenhausen out of this team. Who would who would be most suited to the SCG members? Someone from the Roosters. It's their home ground. So <laughs> maybe is, he's. It's actually not a bad shout. Someone from the Roosters, uh, like a Luke Keary or Luke a, a Boyd Court. No, he doesn't. 
James Tedesco. No, <laughs> no. Um, someone like a Brett Morris. Brett Morris, he can do a lot. Yeah. Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton. I mean, he's got nine and a half fingers, so that's probably a bit of a disadvantage for gripping the bat. Yeah. But he's maybe got those gloves. <laughs> put, put a little stick in the rest of the glove and yeah. fill it out. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> Victor Radley. Victor Radley. Yeah, he feels like he's a coordinated fella. He's a coordinated fella. Trebojevic and Radley. In the middle order? A couple of locks. Three and four. I like it. I don't mind it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah we go Let's with that. Go, who's three? Who's four? Does it matter? Trebojevic is three. Okay. Jakey is at three. Radley's at four. Radley's at four. Can I talk about someone who I'm thinking of for five? Yeah. Because in my opinion, when you're making up a cricket team, number five to me was always the the Andrew Simons or the or the Andrew Flintoff or the Kevin Peterson. Mm. Someone who is going to come in and really just hit the ball around. Yeah. Make, you know, just <laughs> Unlike the players before them. <laughs> someone who's just a slogger. Yes, no, a slogger. They're That's... here for a, lo- a good time, not a long time. Okay. Who Player, are you thinking? I think one of the strongest men in rugby league is Marty Tapao. Oh, yeah, I like it. I like it, yeah. He wouldn't need to get much contact on the ball to send it over the rope. Timing, you know, he can try work on his timing in the nets, but really he's got the power. Yep. All it takes is one bad ball that's out of the ground. I like it, I like it. You like it? Yeah, let's put him in there. Let's put Tapao I don't know who else is, genuinely, who else is the strongest man in league? Like, in terms of weightlifting, I think it is Tapao. Tapao's pretty much, yeah, from what they've measured... I don't know. Have, From they, what have they measured it? I don't know. I just think it's it's known around the place. Okay. <laughs> around it's the joint. Known, it's known around the place. It's known around the joint that he lifts the most. Um, number six. six. Is that all-rounder territory? Usually it'd be an all-rounder like... Well, yeah. I've, got, I've got a little shout for all-rounder. Purely, purely based on somewhat of a look-alike. Okay, who's... Sean Lane and Mitch Marsh. <laughs> yeah, actually not... <laughs> like, not... They're just, maybe they're both just tall... But the other thing is, to be an all-rounder, you've got to be like, you're tall to be a bowler, yeah, he but could... you're powerful to be a batsman. Absolutely. That, that's that's where my head went for that What team is Sean Lane with at the moment, Parramatta? Eels. I was just making sure that we didn't have two manly players at five and six. Why would that be a problem? Losing culture. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have any Tigers players oh, then. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, this As is not could... the space for jokes, Lockie. <laughs> Let's be real. There's not going to be any Tigers players in this team anyway. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, are, you happy, are you happy with Sean Mitch Lane? Ma- uh, Sean Lane. I'm, trying to I'm getting it. confused. I like Sean Lane. I'm just trying to think before we lock him in, yeah. if there's another like tall, powerful player that I can think of who'd have that all-rounder role. Curtis, no. I was about to say Curtis. I was like, no, not another manly player. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're gravitating towards the manly boys. Wade Graham. Talking all-rounder. He's not that tall. A player who's played in the... Yeah, but I'm talking about all-rounder in terms of multiple positions. Oh, okay. So know? just their versatility. Versatility. Yeah. All-rounder in terms of... Bit of, of a generalist, though. Don't you want a, a specialist all-rounder? <laughs> a generalist? <laughs> yeah, well, the opposite to a specialist. Like, he just does a bit of everything quite well, as opposed to something really well. And you think Sean Lane, as opposed to Wade Graham, does things really well? I think I think <laughs> Sean Lane does the all-rounder bowling slog batsman role in a cricket team better than Wade Graham would. Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, that, that, so, I guess that is what we're discussing. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Wade Graham is the more versatile rugby league player. Sean Lane. Sean Lane. Yep. Let's do it. 
Let's do it. Let's put him in there. Great. Let's put Sean Lane at six. He also looks like Mishmash. Sorry, okay. I forgot. He looks like Mitch Who does Wade Graham look like? Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. He looks like Mitch Marsh. Very good. Um, wicketkeeper? Yes, number seven is usually be that wicketkeeper okay. position. So someone with a good set of hands. Good set of hands. Good under the high ball. Yes. So well, maybe a I mean, fullback. The wicketkeeper doesn't really have to be good under the high ball unless the bowler is bowling horrible deliveries all day. That's true. But still, that's the closest so, thing we can. Quick reactions. Yeah, quick at reactions. At least, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike Acevo is quite good under the high ball. That's, that's I don't know. Yeah. Who, who, who else is good under the high ball? Daniel oh, Tupo's good under the high ball. Tupo. Could he be a pace bowler with that height, though? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We want someone who's good under the high ball but doesn't necessarily have the height. I was thinking, Roger Tuobasashek's always been safe pair of hands at the back. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm not sure. I was thinking even, because like, you don't want your wiki to be too tall. No, they've got to get. They've got to get down to the ground. They've got to be. They spend a lot of time bent over. Someone like, (laughs) (laughs) you like that one, did you? Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Spent lots of time. Um, Someone like Brett Morris. Yeah, (laughs) does he spend a lot of time bent over? (laughs) He's little. (laughs) He's little, but he's so reliable. Yes, no, I I agree. And he's an experienced head. He's you know instead. Has he got good chat? Because you want your keeper to have good chat. Maybe even maybe even the cheese, the cheese. Smith, oh, that's a good pick. Someone with good chat. Yeah, who's going to be like? Yeah, I just want him there for the sledging. Actually, yeah. you need to keep it. I forgot this. The keeper's got to be a good sledger. Yeah, I think Brandon Smith takes, yeah. takes the cake. Out of nowhere, Brandon Smith is now a wicket keeper. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm happy with that. I'm I like happy. that. Um, so now we're into the bowling the contingency. Bowlers. So we kind of want one spinner, three pace bowlers. Okay. Um, does a spinner stand out to Let's you? start with a spinner. Yeah? Yeah, go on. Well, this is, based, this is a bit of a throwback to last week. Oh. I mentioned, I was talking about Jake Friend um, playing hooker during the time of Cam Smith. Yes. And it's like Stuart McGill being a leg spinner during the time of Shane Warne. Yes. And I said Jake Friend is the, the Stuart McGill of rugby league. Stuart McGill was quite a good player. <laughs> and so, so you want Jake Friend... What I'm saying is, is I, I want the Stuart McGill of rugby league in this that's cricket a, team. That's a great comparison. Jake Friend. He's got that kind of spin energy. That spin kind of, energy. That is a bit of a spin. I like it. I've got no, no objections to that. Yeah. The one that I thought of, and this is perhaps slightly more abstract reasoning, mm. is Caelan Ponga. Interesting. Because he's got a great step on him. So the same way that he can... Change direction yeah. with his feet. And he can step both ways. Mm. He's good off both feet. So he can sneak a googly in there. You're not going to be sure which way the ball's turning. Wow. Um, he's a very versatile player. And sometimes he doesn't step at all. It just goes straight through you. That's like the top spin flipper ball. The flipper. Yeah. That's really interesting. So uh, I Jake think you've Friend got you've got Cam- some... Maybe only, we we yeah. could have two spinners in the squad. There's no, there's no, it could be a, a broken up pitch. It's a lot Perhaps of bowling. It's a lot of bowling for Sean Lane. Or <laughs> around us. That's why we've might, got him there. Might even have to give bloody uh, Victor Radley a couple overs. Uh, he could, to, I reckon he's got a bit out. of leg spinning in. Yeah. Perhaps he could. Oh, Marty, Marty Tapao, chuck a little few off spinners in there. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That'd be powerful. Powerful. What else about bowlers? Let's just brainstorm a few bowlers. Cam Ponga, the other thing is he could almost be like a. Almost like a like a medium pacer as well, yeah. And the same the same reasons for why he'd spin the ball mm. get swing get oh, some swing on oh, the ball, yeah, yeah. You know, I like it. 
Should we have so Ponger have in there as a friend and Ponger? Friend eight and Ponger, nine. eight nine, nice. Yeah. Um, and well, then what else? Let's, let's now throw ten and eleven. Oh, are we, are, we, are we not locking them in? Are we locking them in? Well, I just think we can brainstorm bowlers more generally, and then pick our four that we want to go for, go with. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, so we mentioned Daniel Tupo, nice and tall. He could get some yes. pace. Um, yes. Oh, no, totally. Daniel Tupo. I'm thinking Daniel Tupo, Tommy Turbo. We're thinking fast yeah. and tall. Yes. Daniel Tupo, Tommy Turbo, Jason Saab. Ooh. Manly Smoky, player. yeah. Smoky, tall and fast. Yep. That's all I'm really thinking about. Okay, nice. You know? uh, one that I'd, I'd throw in there. Maybe he's probably not the tallest. He's probably not the quickest, so he doesn't meet the criteria that we've thrown out there. Mm. But I almost want him there for a, as a fielder. Clint Gutherson. Oh, he's going to protect a boundary. He's going to protect. A he's going to be big effort plays, and yeah. he's not. He's not. He's a bit like. There's not enough positions know. in this team. Is he, is he sort of like a Josh Hazelwood? He's not the quickest. He's not the best. But Josh Hazelwood's bloody good. Yeah. Like I don't know what the direct comparison would be. But I reckon he's some strong, medium pace. He's a bit crafty. He'll get through 100 overs if you ask him to. And it's yeah. going to be, his last ball's going to be as good as his first ball. He's not a streaky player, but, you know, mm. he can field that fine leg position pretty well, I reckon. Yeah. So I, that's just what I want to throw out there. Depends how we want to put this bowling, bowling attack together. Yeah, well, oh, Gutho, to me, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Gutho at six instead of Sean Lane? I know you like Sean. Bumping Lane. out the lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... I wasn't allowed to have. Oh no, I was. I was about to say I wasn't allowed to have my Stuart McGill of rugby league, but no, we've got Jake Friend in there. How do you feel about getting rid of the Stuart McGill of rugby league? <laughs> no, no, I'm happy to get rid of Sean Lane for for Gutho because I, I, in mm. the all rounder position, you know. Yeah, well, Gutho, you know, he's yeah all rounder. Kind of does it all. <laughs> does he? <laughs> Gutho. I want Gutho in there. Is, uh, I, I think we have to have Gutho in there. Could he, as a fielder? As a fielder. really where I'm at. Yeah, to defend that line. Sorry, Sean. Sorry, Sean. Get a haircut more like Mitchell Marsh yeah. and get your older brother to look like Sean and then... Gutho at six. You're in. But- Brandon Smith, seven. Jake Friend, eight. Caelan Ponga, nine. So, for 10 and 11, yeah. uh, I'm probably thinking Tupo and Turbo. Tupo and Turbo. It lets you have the Trebojevich brothers Turbo. in the same team. Turbo. He's got to be in there. Turbo. Yeah. He's his already, name's Turbo. He's got his nickname already. Daniel Tupo is just, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, you know what I'm I saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Tall, fast. I think those are the two quality ingredients that you need for a fast bowler. Okay. Cool. Well, I think we've set it our team, have we? I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm happy with it. Let's go through it. So opening the bat- batting, we've got Damien Cook and Josh Papali. Oh, what a combo. Middle order of Jake Trebojevic, Victor Radley and Marty Tapao. That's good as well. Yeah. All-rounder with the late inclusion. Late inclusion. Clint Gutherson. I like that. He's our key fielder on the boundary. Yeah. Uh, bringing all the chat and the quick reactions... <laughs> From the wicketkeeper position is Brandon Smith. He's bringing all the chat. <laughs> um, we've got two spin bowlers or a spin and a versatile medium pace That's swing right. Pong bowler. Pong is a bit of everything, I reckon. Pong, Pong you, you don't, just, you don't he's know He's going to revolutionise yeah. cricket the way he revolutionises <laughs> rugby league. So that's Jake Friend and, and Caelan Ponga and our two pace bowlers, Daniel Tupo and Tommy Turbo Trebojevic. I'd love to see this team get Let's out get there. Get them out there. Get them out there. Get them out there.
Get him out. <laughs> That's it for episode six. We've got a very exciting round of footy to look forward to. Thursday night, Storm versus the Panthers, and I can't wait. Mm. Um, if you want to get involved, give us a suggestion like Mr. Tim Ball did with our cricket segment. Mm. Um, best way to reach us is on the Instagram, at they talk a good game. Um, you can also just join our fantasy and tipping. It's still not too late, especially if you've already got a team made and you've, or if you've already been tipping, it'll just carry over. Your points will just you'll slot in there. You never know. You could be on top of the ladder from the moment you get in there. So, yeah, so watch out the Nos Vaders. Yeah, There's going to be some Smokies coming in from the wilderness to take your top spot. Yeah, watch out. Um, and, yeah, guys, we'll catch you, we'll catch you next week. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>